0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our partner audible.
1: Yes, it is. So we are partnered with audible. That means that if you are looking just to check it out, uh, you don't want to put your card in and just take, take the dive. You can get 30 days for free on us. If you go to audibletrial.com slash J a T G or click the link down below. Uh, you'll be taken there. You can sign up uh, for 30 days for free and just test it out. Like there's a lot of stuff on there that you can get for free. A lot of audible exclusives. Uh, but what I really like about audible is that out of the hundreds and thousands of audiobooks that they have, if you decide to purchase something that is yours. Forever, like if you decide not to carry on your subscription or you want to take a break or whatever it is, you can always go back and listen to that book whenever you want through the app on the internet, doesn't matter because it's yours. So once again, you can get that for 30 days for free on us if you go to audibletrial.com J A T G
0: it is yeah Yeah, now we're we're live now we're live johnny and the greg we are live once again hello everybody i hope you guys are i guess prepping your turkeys and getting all the festivities uh ready for thanksgiving Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. my uh, i would say it's closely becoming my favorite Holiday
1: versus it's it's been your favorite for a while. We've had this discussion, have we on the podcast? You, you, oh yeah, you love Thanksgiving. Well, I I, I just like it because there's no
0: pressure. It's just come over with people, like have some (sighs) food. I mean, I guess if you're hosting, there's pressure,
1: but there's there's um, I would say that there's family pressure still. You know, or or politics, whatever. I've yeah, I've always wanted to do a friendsgiving, but yeah. All of my friends are still. We're all at the ages where our parents are still with us for the most part. And, and they guilt trip us. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going that part, but but it's just like we all feel like like we have to be with yeah, yeah. with like with relations. And so stuff I like think
0: that. also with our parents, it means something more now.
1: Yeah, to get it, the kids around. and yeah, them. yeah,
0: because you know now nowadays the in laws only see you once just for the holidays really or anything special like birthdays or holidays and things like that they don't see you every day but uh for those of you out there i hope um as greg likes to say and i have adopted the saying i hope you guys get stuffed and um, get stuffed yeah yeah have a great time enjoy your holiday however you choose to do your holiday And for those of you that decide to go out and shop for black friday honest to god at this point shame on you you have online building. Yeah. You have online now. Why are you standing in line? Why are you doing? Like, you know Why fight with humanity? I'll
1: tell really? you why, John. Huh? I, I'll tell you why. I, I, I think, and I don't know what the statistics are on this, but you see it. I see it every year when when the news goes out and they're like, hey, we're going to cover Black Friday. And they're going around from person to person. No one's actually buying gifts for other people. Everybody for themselves. They're in it for themselves. Yeah, they're They're in there. They're in there to get the TV sale for themselves. They're in there to get the, you know, whatever laptop deal for themselves or whatever it is, it's, I mean, and some people be like, no, I get all my Christmas shopping done on black Friday. Okay, sure. But you're not the one they're putting on there. I would, I would be interested to know how many people are actually out there buying gifts for other people, as opposed to getting deals for, for their home.
0: I'll be a hundred percent honest. I have never gone out Black Friday shopping for myself. Really. I never really have. Um no. But you know what? I am not the guy that gets all charged up over a deal. Like I I, yeah. I I don't I don't know. I I don't get charged up about it. Maybe I I'm an idiot that way or I I don't know. I'm just I'm not a deal guy like when I hear a deal I'm going, like, well, "Woo, let's we, we got to stand in line and do it." No, I'm not that guy.
1: Well, uh, when I was when I was a uh... When I was a younger man. Yeah, um, man, oh man, sorry, I'm getting the double audio. There we go. Um, when I was a younger man, we we would go out, and we would hit. Uh, it was the west side of Madison, the yeah. the shopping center area over there, and we would get up early, and we we do like the Best Buy like stuff like okay we we it was strategic we would go through and literally we would buy for everybody we would get our christmas shopping done in a day and and that was great but then you know kids and and everything else just kind of halted all that yep yep. Um, we'll do that and now yeah now it's uh we're mostly online shopping like and and when I say online shopping, some people are like, well, there's Cyber Monday. We don't really do that either. Like we're not chopping at the bit for Cyber Cyber Monday. Like no one's taking time off or, or playing hooky from work, just like perusing deals all day.
0: Yeah, usually Ursula's the one that does Cyber Monday. I don't I don't care. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what it is. I don't I don't it just I'm
1: not into that. I'm I'm getting to a point where like for my side of the family I like mean yeah. my wife's side we don't even exchange gifts anymore like we do it with her parents mm-hmm. um, like her parents buy stuff for the like kids s- for the kids and yeah. then for us um but even that's like they they buy everything and for a long time it was like all the grandsons they're all getting like a remote control car and they okay. went to Costco and they bought so many of the remote control cars tried to vary up the colors as much as they could and it can they would get a uh it was like a paper box so like when you get printer paper and it used to come in a big like a yeah you know, yeah, yeah. Box, they would gift wrap the box okay and put the top on and then every kid would just take the top off and here are their gifts oh ah, okay and then like for the for the son-in-laws it was here's your pair of work gloves here's your your Costco set of flashlights and or your pack of batteries. It was all this kind of stuff. Um actually and right then, now, if I got all those, I'd be actually very it, happy. it and you're good, but like for three, four years in a row when you're getting six flashlights for Christmas, you're like, Yeah, that's like true. I don't need any more flashlights. That's true. That's true. Um but even that's I mean we don't exchange with the siblings like Krista's the the in laws I mean she she's got you know three other siblings. Yeah. So like amongst uh, us and the in-laws, we could do an exchange, like pick names mm-hmm. or do whatever. But nope, they stopped that years ago. Okay. Um, so really, it's it's her parents, my parents. I still get my brother and I because it's just he and I. We still get stuff for each other. Yeah. Um, and then we will draw names for all of the grandkids. And now that there's throwing in of like some in-laws or long-term boyfriends and stuff like that, we'll yeah, we'll, we'll do that. But you know. It's getting harder to buy for people, I mean, to yeah. go out black to go out on Black Friday and say, yes, I know what I'm getting this person, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh. yeah, that's that's hard as we're getting as I'm getting older and the kids are getting older, I feel like it's it's best best like uh, uh, we're running into a situation now where people ask us, what does Gwen want? We don't know what to tell them because yeah. she's so not finicky. She's so not a Barbie doll girl. Yep. Unless you put a Barbie doll in front of her, then she's like, "Oh, this is so yeah, cool." And that's then cool. she plays with the accessories. She didn't care about the doll. She likes yeah. the little purse that the gave the doll. So she's very I guess you could say, I don't want to say weird. I want to call my daughter weird, but she has, (laughs) she's, she's a, she's a touch odd. I mean, honestly, she, she just, she's not like how I was as a kid in terms of like, I wanted GI Joe's transformers. I felt like I was getting Mm -hmm. barraged when I was a kid, like
1: there's star Wars, GI Joe transformers. He-Man It's just everything. And and the way toys worked in the eighties, they were all just general mockups. I mean, we learned that from the toys that made us. Yeah, uh, yes. Yeah. I need to stop fucking with stuff around here. My desk is a shambles right now. Okay. Um, so, like, like He Man, like it was the same mold right for every figure right just yes. accessories or something like right. that well that mold was sold off to how many different toy makers so you you could get like the generic he-man he-man yeah and just be like oh look it's something something else man and correct it still works yeah. where now that doesn't work anymore you can't right. just you can't get a generic gi joe or, or something
0: yes but, i know i remember being a kid and wanting the figures to all be a certain size and i think the size i actually wanted was i wanted every figure i ever collected to be like the gi joe how they could flex and
1: oh yeah the only thing i
0: didn't like is that the dick would fall off come on you know what i'm talking about if you ever had a gi joe that little thing that was down that represented anything other than if that thing snapped off of the figure let me find a figure all right so this is just this isn't a this isn't how they were right but if you had the guy that could flex here right yeah and you yeah. had this little part here this little cock piece that would oh, snap sure. off of GI Joe yep okay. and then the legs would become jelly mm-hmm. and I hated that but I don't know what else you would call yep. that other than the cod piece falling well, off
1: busting off it. the the toy yeah he man had that too yeah there was a rubber band You remember yes so it of, you, you know, snapped like the rubber action. band it's yep. over
0: yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's his game <laughs>
1: Just rotate. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so anyway, yeah. yeah. So Black Friday. if you do it, good for you. Yeah. Some people do it just out of tradition of the excitement and, and everything else, but it's uh I don't know. I don't I don't think it's a, a worthwhile adventure thing anymore. No. Yeah, so, I mean not not for enjoy us. your
0: Friday, watch a yeah. show. By the way, I watched a Christmas story Christmas. Oh, you the did s- the sequel to that yep. on HBO yep. Max Can right do. now? Yep. Um <laughs> excuse me. My my thought, my thoughts on it were it was it was fine. It was fine for what it is, mm-hmm. right? Um I wasn't expecting incredible story or or but or to me it was kind of like it was a it was a mix between National Lampoons Christmas vacation and yeah i think it was that but with ralphie and his family all right so out of five what are you going to give it see that's hard because um (laughs) what i mean by that is am i ever going to watch this again no i will watch the original christmas story probably three or four times this year i seem to do it all the time what i mean by watching it's on in the background i'm not sitting down not moving you know um but would i watch this one again no uh i would uh, i will give it a four for the christmas spirit let's put it that way
1: okay okay yeah yeah
0: i yeah i I, i'm not i'm certainly not going to tell anybody not to watch
1: it let me put it that way so it's worth it's worth a watch it's on my list it's one of the things we didn't yeah a lot of stuff dropped this
0: weekend yeah yeah but don't expect to be blown away by it but
1: (laughs) what i found
0: what i found myself doing was wondering is that really the person from the original? Like and so I oh. look it up on the oh it is okay they got yeah. that person. Oh they got that yep. person. Oh my gosh, it, they
1: got that guy. What what's interesting is like if you go back and you and you watch the original Christmas story. I love it. It it's a good movie, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, but it's not when you watch it's not when you're you're watching in March or No, absolutely or I mean you watch it during Christmas and you yep. love it for a Christmas movie, correct that's pretty much it like you don't ever have a hankering to watch it any other time of year which to me puts it in i mean it is that true christmas movie category yep where do you like it yes do you like it enough to watch it any other time not really yeah exactly exactly yeah (laughs) excuse me i don't know what excuse me
0: um hey before we get sidetracked once more I'm going to, we're not, if you guys noticed, we're not talking about football. There's nothing really to discuss with our team anymore.
1: <laughs> I'm I'm wearing a Wisconsin not. hoodie because of yeah. least Wisconsin one. Um,
0: I will say this real quick. Uh, I think it was two podcasts ago. I was a very angry man at that moment. <laughs> and I want to sure. take back what I said about, I hope, I don't care if the Minnesota Vikings get into a plane and crash. I don't want that uh-huh. to anybody. That was a bad thing for me to say. I'm just letting that out there. Um,
1: things were said in anger. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Things were
0: said in anger that I definitely did, did not mean. I don't mean that for anybody ever. Sports is never that important. Anyway, Correct. um. so that's that. Moving on. I wanted to do something today. Okay. okay. Actually, you know what? Let's go with your Disney Plus because I can transition from that. You have Uh, Disney Plus news.
1: Yeah, a couple of things, actually. Um, I was, I don't know if you caught my shocked face when we logged on right away, but I just read another bit of news that is going to be pretty gigantic for Disney. go. This this is true. Um, Well, first off, the Disney Plus thing is, I I feel like, now, do you remember, I say when we're growing up, but this is a little bit post us growing up. I mean, this would be like in our late teens, early 20s, where Disney was putting out direct-to-video sequels to like Aladdin 2 like Aladdin 2 like Cinderella 2 and 3 and um to a point an extreme goofy movie which actually isn't too bad I'm not going to hate on that too much but for the most part these movies were absolute shit. right these were these were things that they were just hey we've got these properties we can use uh, a little bit of new animation along with stock animation Pull together a shitty script, and people will buy it because it's Disney, and they love these characters.
0: Yes, you know, okay. Put
1: it in a glam shell, put it on a sh- put it on right. a shelf. People bought it. Video stores would get bunches of them to rent out. Um, so that was the thing. That was a model. It was part of their business model. Okay, for for Disney Animation. I feel like Disney Plus is is almost a version of that right now that we're already paying for, so they've already made their money. Because even just this year, we've gotten we've got Hocus Pocus 2, which was a piece of fried shit. I see. Okay, so we are
0: okay. I I see what you're
1: there. We got just this weekend. I watched it disenchanted, um, which is, again, terrible. (laughs) It is. And I love the first one. The first one was a great film. But they're doing this like direct to video kind of feel to these movies that they're coming out with on Disney plus okay. that everybody's getting excited for over a nostalgia reason. And then we watch it and we're just disappointed. And nostalgia I don't know. Bomb. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not good. Like there, uh, there's a new series coming out called the Santa clauses, which is, yes,
0: tim- I just, Gwen and I just watched the first Santa clause.
1: Yeah. So, again, that's a decent movie. Mm-hmm. The second one, not too bad. Third one, I mean, it works. I mean, it's not as good as I think the other. One, but I movies that you liked, like that mm-hmm. you paid yes. ticket money to see, and yes. you weren't disappointed.
0: There was a time yeah. where Disney was popping out gold every time: oh, Aladdin, The Lion King, and mm-hmm. The Little Mermaid, and they just kept hammering you with something. And then
1: it got really and weird. Then, and then they <laughs> they they did these they did these sequels yes. that were making money, and then they weren't coming out with a lot of a really original, original
0: content. content. Yeah,
1: content. But I feel like, yeah, with Disney Plus, we're just we're subscribing to their direct to video shitty remakes. And the thing that's keeping us all really signed on is the Marvel series. And to some extent, the Star Wars series. Um,
0: like, great transition. I'm all about the Star Wars series right now. I'm watching all of it.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're good. I still have some. I, I didn't watch uh, Andor this week, but I love Andor. Really good, by the really, way. And, and I think not of the one Great Saber, not, nope, not one lightsaber, saber, not one Jedi, not one yeah. inkling of all of that. It yeah. is an espionage spy yeah. show. And it's I really mean, good. It's and it's like pre well, not even pre-World War II, like early World War II feel, yep. Which is what the Empire versus the Rise of the Rebellion itself is supposed to have that World War II feel. Right. And but it's all espionage and spy stuff, which everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of us are really into. And it's fun. I love it. It's it's a great show. It got a little bit of a slow start for me, but yep. now that we're into it, I'm like, oh no, this is good.
0: Yeah, this is good. Not only is it good, it made me rewatch Rogue One and look at it differently.
1: Yeah, I wish we didn't have Rogue One. I really because because we see Andor's end, and you're kind of right. like, yeah, it, it's it's going to be hard for them to, I don't know, keep that. like well, you, you could do seven seven seasons of Andor and, and make it lead into Rogue one but yes, you could um, but it's just kind of anticlimactic if you know the character dies at some point um if you don't you do now folks <laughs> well, it's Rogue one's been out for a long time so yes, it has it if has. if you need a spoiler alert on that one that's on you um um but, but but the but the other piece the other piece of Disney can I go into that or you still want to ride the Star Wars train? I do want
0: to ride the Star Wars train okay, go ahead because what I wanted to talk about was um gwen and i have started watching uh star wars the clone wars mm-hmm. and can yep. i just say that whatever dave filoni yeah is doing whatever he because it's it's past tense I'm i'm catching up on all this and i'm sure there's a lot of star wars fans out there who already know this and i'm again once again i'm behind on this i'm i'm looking at this and i'm thinking did Dave Filoni just make the prequels really rich and interesting? Like with the characters and with the, the plots, I mean, the clone wars and I'm only in season two and I know there's seven of them. Um, They're, they're fantastic for what they are. Yeah. Like, it's a great, it's a good show, but not only that, they, they make you care more about these characters. Like, yeah. If you just watch the prequels themselves. there you can't get into the nuances of these characters developing feelings and growing with them and Ahsoka and Anakin mm-hmm. and, and you actually get to see how Anakin is a good pilot and a really yeah. good risk taker. And he always pulls it out the end. And you know, he's going to, cause he has to, but yeah. my point is Dave Filoni has really like gotten us so far into the clone wars that it's really like count dooku and yeah. you know he's bringing all these people that we just saw i feel like i feel like we just saw like cameos of those in the movies but mm-hmm. here we get a real good idea and then we're introduced to all these new characters there was this character today called admiral trench who was a spider and gwen was mm-hmm. so into him yeah he was so into him in terms of taking him apart like spiders don't talk <laughs> they have more arms than they, you know, and he, they don't have arms. They have legs. You know, she it was doing that alien. stuff. Yeah. So anyway, my, my point is that
1: um, I just well, it just dawned on me that, wow, he made the prequels. Cool. There's a reason that as a fan base, when Kathleen Kennedy took over Star Wars, like the fan base was like, no, it should not be her. Right. It, it should be Dave Filoni and John Favreau like right. those are the two guys that should share responsibility of Star Wars yep because it's so big that they think it needs two, two masterminds instead of just one I would agree um, with that. and then those two went off like they didn't get the job I think they're still vying for it um but they went off and they made the first episode or first season of Mandalorian mm-hmm. together and they went oh this is what these guys can do together right um You know and that's carried star wars for up until now where they're starting to come up with more stuff so um yeah the the clone wars is a a great show it does it did slow down for me at a couple points like i i got real sick of the character cad bane that's just me i know a lot of people love him um but for me i was like oh okay um and then the the pirate uh Oh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. You'll see him; he he pops up again and again and again. And you're, okay. he's he's voiced by the uh, famous voice actor who does like Winnie the Pooh and okay. uh, uh, the uh, oh, he's so many he's so many people. Um, but he does like you'll recognize his voice right away right. Uh, when he pops up. But I but think... other than that, I love it. I love what they did with Anakin. Like they, you start yes. to see his internal struggle yes all the the dark side it's not it's not just where he kneeled down in the emperor's chamber and said nope i'm a sith now
0: yeah you could if you watch all the clone wars and then you see revenge of the sith you're gonna i feel you have a much better understanding you'll Mm -hmm. go oh this all makes sense now or you could see it going this way yeah you know yeah absolutely that's
1: very much how you feel and i felt that way when i read the the novels yeah. Um, I've said that before, like you get into his you can see his inner turmoil and um, the machinations of Palpatine and they just kind of bring that up. Yes. Thank you, Dwayne. It is Jim Cummings. Um, that's the name of the voice. actor. OK. Uh, so, yeah, that's, you know. I hope that Star Wars goes that way. I mean, Kathleen Kennedy's got to be getting close to retirement. Um, she could well, She retire. has to be she has to be feeling like, oh, you know what? I don't think I did a good job you hope so i mean she's she's like all of lucasfilm is her deal so like when when indy five tanks that's going to be probably her death death blow as
0: (laughs) i can't believe i'm actually (laughs) saying this but um if that's what it takes yeah yeah then indy has to take that sacrifice (laughs)
1: just take it because there is such a
0: rich world that that filoni developed i mean i don't know if it's me or i i don't know because all i'm doing is i'm following what's on disney plus right so i'm not i haven't read one star wars book ever um but what i what i like is like i'm learning about the mandalorian culture i'm Mm -hmm. learning that obi-wan had a Kind of a thing, but not did. a thing with a Mandalorian Duchess, and yep. they even made this one episode where it was just about—I forgot her, Anakin's wife, Padme. Padme, that it was about her trying to get a vote to not make any more clone troopers. Mm-hmm. They made an entire half-hour episode about the politics of Star Wars, and it yep. actually was pretty good. Yep. I was like, "Whoa." Like how, like that blew me away today. That's where my this little thought kicked in and was like, "Wow, he really made the prequels interesting."
1: Yeah, and and a lot of, I mean, other than Star Wars fans who are all nerds and we accept animation for a legitimate way to tell a story. Yes, a lot of the, a lot of the American world just wrote it off as, "Oh, it's that Star Wars cartoon. It's a cartoon Mm -hmm. to sell kids to sell to toys and stuff." Yeah. And it's so much more than that. No. So. And and I'm, I'm
0: just really impressed by it. That's all. Mm-hmm. um, Just impressed by everything. Just, I'm just impressed by the world building he did. Cause I yeah. think world buildings really hard to do if you want to do it. Well, right. It is. Yeah. yeah. So um, that's that, but that transitions to a Johnny random thought that, you know how I have random thoughts and I always throw a random thought at you throughout the world. All the time. Yeah. Yes. This is my random thought today because i'm following a a a site that i think i've sent you a couple of them he's sells sword arts on instagram okay i think what he's basically doing is he holds classes to if you want to learn how to sword fight Uh he teaches you the proper way sure so i've been really interested into watching him do uh do things and sometimes he brings in lightsabers Mm -hmm. and when he was explaining true real life sword fighting Mm -hmm. He was talking about the, you know, you have the hilt then you have the guard. And Pommel, yeah. Yeah, and he was explaining to the, me the actual yeah, the cross purpose guard. of the cross guard yeah. was to defend yourself in case a sword slipped down uh-huh. at that point. And, I, and that made me sit there and think, does that mean that Kylo Ren has the most efficient lightsaber? Partially, yeah. Because he has those
1: cross guards? Yep. I mean, the... Yeah, like, you don't see slippage like how, how people slide the sword back and forth you don't yes. see that with lightsaber battles um, no you don't he also broke down realistic lightsaber
0: battles versus the movies which is very interesting if you want to look if if anybody wants to look that up he does a very good job mm-hmm.
1: with it. the uh so yeah i mean ren's he's almost using almost uh what you, it's not a it's kind of like a claymore but there's another name for a shorter claymore um, um style of fighting. And you can see that in the fight choreography yeah. he's like all of his movements are huge like big strength big strength not yeah. not finesse like a broadsword, he has yes. a broad sword yeah he's yeah. he's like boom, he's like doing conan style um just heavy heavy blow it's almost like he's going for a home run every single time he swings yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. and that's that style of fighting where yeah not a lot of finesse to it so yeah and with that yeah you can slide it down like i remember Uh, I saw it was one movie where the guy grabbed it. He put his finger across the over the cross guard. Yeah, because that would give you more risk control. And and I was like that that's not going to work. And yeah. sure enough, like somebody corrected, and they're like, "No, that blade would slide down and it would chop your finger off." Yes. Where if you had a rapier that has a basket kind of weed yes, around it, like right. yep. Montoya's sword uh-huh. has has that basket around there to protect your whole hand. Yep. That's when you would put your finger over the top and maybe get some more.
0: Some yeah. More right? Yeah. Uh, that guy's a, a very interesting follow. So if uh, if if you get into sword fights, like how I have become, um, you get into sword fights, like the street or no 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 i'm interested in the art of it i think it's really cool um once you once you understand that sword fighting is just not doing this back and forth yeah well (laughs) you understand there's there's different styles and there's different ways that and if you have a a sword however your sword is depends on kind of how your style is going to be oh yeah and i thought that's really interesting you know when they had a broadsword versus a rapier and all this stuff
1: not too many years ago like and by I say that it's probably like been like 10 years um there was a big movement in what was called it was just called uh western martial arts so like european martial arts was like sword and buckler or um even olympic fencing is not real sword fighting because of the rules you can only right. do like a, a thrust or an overhead strike that's really it um so there's uh There's schools you can go to, like a martial. Instead of a dojo, you go to a school where they're going to teach you medieval style sword fighting, and they will teach you like sword and shield or a buckler and and like a knife or or a main gauche, which is like the longer dagger and and a rapier. I mean, they right, and that's that's cool. I mean, that's fun. Very cool. They also,
0: um, they also showed you that like you know you'll see a lot like if i have my sword here right and then i put it down here and i try to sword fight this way he's like that's that's almost impossible and it's only like one or two things you can do with it other than that it's a very useless thing to do Yep. and so he he, his students were bugging him to try it and so he goes fine you can only fight that way go and he and he showed them how they could barely do anything Mm -hmm. because they really couldn't
1: you know when when i was taking a screamo which is like Filipino stick fighting. Some people yes. it's a collie and a screamer are very similar. Um, if you did a reverse grip on that, um, it was almost like just as a defensive, because it would block right. the form. You, you could block and do other stuff, but you always had one straight one in your hand. You never did like the two reversing because the two reverse can't, can't do it. Yeah.
0: Now it looks cool. Yeah.
1: But, but it's very much. So anytime
0: you see a ninja fighting like that, or I think Ahsoka, she fights this way with a she.
1: With
0: she a will do one, but
1: when you watch her, I mean, one it her one lightsaber is long. Yes. So the other one try to reach out a little bit, yeah. but then that other one is very much more of a defensive.
0: Yeah. Um, defensive. yeah. So I thought that was I thought I just thought it was interesting, you know. And then he keeps talking about like, like he he breaks down lightsaber battles, like reality yeah. versus like why why like during the fight, like for example, he would say why during a fight in a lightsaber wouldn't you disengage the blade and like re- maneuver yourself differently and right. then re- have the blade reappear again yeah. right and he said according to whoever the experts are that the jedi thought it was, dishon- it was dishonorable
1: dirty, dirty fighting
0: yeah right and the the sith thought it was dirty fighting as well so they didn't yeah. they didn't want to do that and he said no, I think it's because if you take the time, it's slow to disengage and re-engage. Yeah. And he goes, and that would leave you open to open. an attack. Yeah. There but it's was just cool how he
1: does that stuff. One novel, there's a Jedi in the novels, Corin Horn, who became, he was one of Luke's first, one of Luke's first recruit recruits when he rebuilt the Jedi Order. And we're talking in the legacy. Yes. Um, legacy, uh, universe now, which was pre-Disney. Um, so corn when he made his lightsaber he made it he made it made it it jesus um he made it with an adjustable length so it had like a a dial on it where he could adjust the length of the lightsaber like mid oh yes you told me about this before and thought... that was that was cool like yeah he would, he would pull off some pretty cool fight because yeah if he was close fighting he would dial it down to almost the style uh, uh, like a Roman style sword, Roman Gladius, which is a little bit shorter. Yeah. And then in mid fight, if someone tried to back up, he would crank it up and make it like uh like Longer, a claymore sound. Like yeah. And then people would be like, what the hell? And yeah, just that's it was cool. cool. It that's was neat. cool.
0: So here's an example so you guys understand. <inaudible> the back cut or false edge cut. This is when I use the back edge or false mm-hmm. edge of my sword to deliver a cut like this. This often is done either after you miss an attack or after you have a thrust diverted, you can flick that back and hit someone. So this is a blade that burns at incredibly hot temperatures and can cut through almost anything. This should definitely get used. Imagine. I'm going to attack my
1: opponent and I know they're gonna dodge this attack. So when they big an overblown, they get on a distance and as they're coming back in, I flick it up and get them. It seems like a total Sith move. Tell me what you think. Would you use this technique? Techniques that
0: don't get usable lightsaber. So anyway, that's that's the guy. Uh yeah. I guess that's if you guys want to follow him, it's very interesting stuff. Um, let me go back. It back. it is called sellswords.arts you can find yep. him on Instagram, Facebook, a YouTube, he just like little YouTube shorts. Interesting stuff. But anyway,
1: and it, and it's all types of sword fighting. He's fun to watch if you're yes. into midi- if you're into medieval combat and like the purpose of it because Hollywood has just been lying to us for, oh. for almost yes. 100 years in yes. terms of sword fighting. There's actually the first thing I ever watched on Netflix. I I'm sorry that I ever streamed on Netflix. Was uh, a documentary called "Reclaiming the Blade," okay, um, and it talks about swords in terms of like there's almost this mysticism around swords. Like I have swords hanging in my house, and it's one of the first things that when people come to my house, they see the sword I have hanging. They're like, and they almost want to touch it? it. Yeah, they're like, is that a sword? Yeah, yeah. is it is it real? Yeah, yeah, it's real. Like like not just a artistic. being I'm like, no, that is a real sword it is a functional sword that I have hanging in my house and yeah they not only do they want to touch it but they're just mesmerized by it so there's like this again this allure to a sword um and they go over like historically why did people own swords why did like if you had a sword what did that mean even from even like a peasant up to a Lord and what you know how the the passing down of the sword through Mm -hmm. the family and all this kind of stuff and then eventually they get to Hollywood and Hollywood's fascination with swords starting with the early swashbuckler films they go through Star Wars Highlander and mm-hmm. even like some of the some of the modern ones today where it's like no that's a that's a sword yeah. um so and like how Hollywood has just lied to us with stage combat um the idea that when you like you said they just see mm-hmm. people climbing yeah. swords together you watch a sword fight they're attacking the sword they're not going after the person they're they're going after the sword which is not what you do in a sword fight because in the sword fight you actually want to kill a guy yeah and and so that changes and so when you see like a good sword fight or a realistic sword fight it doesn't make for a very visually stunning right. sword fight because like you said you showed that guy you do one cut and you flip it back the other way well that could be enough to either a distraction or something like that where it's just a stab a
0: stab yeah
1: and then that's it and that's Uh, it yes pretty much so yeah so that's interesting but
0: yeah no i it opened my eyes up to a lot of that because i think you're right about a sword being at least for guys i know anytime i've seen a sword the first thing i want to do is pick it up Mm -hmm. you know i i went to a old i went to a um like a strawberry fest down by uh in a neighborhood town Mm -hmm. and the guy was selling uh or the guy was showing off antique like viking swords i think i sent you a picture Mm -hmm. you know and i picked it up and he's like whoa whoa, whoa, here here here, here's here's some gloves i'm like oh god yes you're right that's real yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) and so um but anyway yeah you're right I, i in fact it always reminded me of the big bang theory where they have John Snow's sword hanging oh, up yeah. by the doorframe, mm-hmm. I always look at it. No matter what episode it is, I'm always like drawn to that image. Yeah. so yeah, that's that's really interesting. I
1: got to watch that. It, it's it's a great documentary, and they do go into actual real combat, like yeah. these like these other schools where it's like, hey, if you want to learn how to actually fight like they did yeah. in in you know Western Europe,
0: here's how they did it. You think our friend that does the armor combat, you think he had to go to a school and learn how to use that? Or do you think he just picked it up and started figuring it out? Jed, I think Jed
1: started with, hey, here's here's some metal and go beat up that tire. I think that's how he got his start. Okay. Now, now once you get into that life of armored combat, eventually there are people that will say, Hey, you have you have a falchion, which, or, which is a type of sword, technically, um, and a shield in your versus. They, these are some of the techniques that you can do. Right. Um, I just came across it, probably because it popped up, because you've been sending me that guy's stuff. Um, I'll have to try and see if I can find it. But it was just a stream of different clips of different medieval combat guys, like, working their swords. And they just weren't work, wearing yeah they weren't wearing armor or anything so it turned into clang clang and they they would just stop short of stabbing somebody
0: i would love Um, to see someone who's done this for let's say 10 years i would love to see their forearms and their wrists in terms of the strength that they have to have yeah Yeah. i'm sure they're humongous just because or they're rock solid yeah you know they're just because i think any if you ever pick up a sword in real life a real functional sword in real life you realize shit man this is really heavy yeah. and i can easily see myself losing grip on this mm-hmm. yeah so anyway their hand strength must be incredible yeah but anyway good grip. yeah strength. yeah all right so i'm done with my
1: star wars and swords okay okay <laughs> um well first off i i was literally looking up news uh before we hopped on here and this totally caught my eye. Uh so Disney, since we were talking about Disney. Disney yeah. uh hasn't been the same for a long time. Like so the Bob, parks, Bob Iger left, right? Bob Iger is returned. Yeah, Bob Iger left. Yes. He's coming back. He has uh, that, to. <laughs> Bob Iger returning as CEO. Bob chapek exits. Disney board of directors announces the move Sunday evening. Wow, that's a huge move because this is, was not good. This is huge. Like, yes. like, because you're not just CEO of like Disney Animation or Disney Live Action or yes. Marvel. He's, yes, he's he's like the head guy yes. who Iger like brought so much magic. Into yes, C- he
0: did. Yes, he did.
1: It says in a stunning turn of events, the, the Walt. The Walt Disney Company says that Bob Chepik will step down as CEO with Bob Iger returning to lead the company. We thank Bob for her service to Disney over his long career, including navigating the company through unprecedented challenges of the pandemic, says Susan Arnold, chairman of the board. The board has concluded that the Disney as Disney embarks in an increasingly complex period of industry, uh, tra- industry transforming. Bob Iger is uniquely suited to lead the company through this pivotal period. What I think that means is, Chepik was not getting it done. Like no, he was. He, wasn't. he, he was, was rubbing all, people the wrong way, from what I understood. He was all about the dollar. Like Disney's already a multi-billion-dollar mm-hmm. company. Like they are gigantic. Right? Iger was about the magic. Iger was about making money with the magic. Like, mm-hmm. like Chepik came in. Chepik was head of parks before he became CEO. So all the theme parks function number chepik but chepik still had to take marching orders from iger Mm -hmm. so when it came to like things like the fast pass which was a big deal um fast pass for those people don't know you had three free passes a day that with your daily ticket that would allow you to skip the longest parts of the line uh you would register like okay my fast pass for big thunder mountain railroad is from uh from two o'clock to three o'clock that's when we get to ride that bride You right. schedule it they only allow so many people to go at certain times of the day through the fast pass line yeah. now if you wanted you could purchase more or I believe you could even purchase like the ultimate fast pass which was as many as you wanted didn't matter what time you went through just go but everybody got th- free three for free it came with the purchase of your ticket Jack was like no we're not doing that. There's there's more money to be had here. We're leaving it on the table. And he ended that program to where you had to pay for all of it. That rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, I'm sure it would. He increased ticket prices. He increased food prices. He did everything that someone who's in it for the money would do. And for years, and, and I mean, he's been CEO for, I think, five years. So he did navigate the pandemic as best as CEO could. But then when the pandemic, quote unquote, was over, but when they opened fully again, he's like, we got to recoup costs. So then he's just started making these changes to the point where I was coining the phrase. And a lot of people were right there with me saying that Walt has left the building. Like the magic is gone from the Disney experience. Mm. And that I think is being felt by a lot of people to the point where they're like, you're out, buddy. Like, yeah. like they, they just got rid of him. Uh, Bob was out. Here comes Iger back. And Iger's that's huge happen.
0: news. Uh, it's Iger. good news. It's great news. It's huge. It news. is. Um, You know, it, I, I would, I mean, I think you know a little bit more about it than I do, but I would almost, I can almost see Iger just saying like,
1: guys, just, it's it's about the magic. The money's gonna yeah.
0: come. We're Disney. It will.
1: Yeah. You make when it comes to Disney, you make people happy, they will yeah. show up. They will I always mean, come back. Yes. That's not a question. And right. what I hope the couple of things I hope Bob can do is one, bring the magic back to the building. Yep. Um, two is that I mean, unfortunately, it was under his watch that some of their workers were just not treated great. Like you can't make a living working at Disney. Right, I've heard that, yeah. Unless you're management. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're working, I mean and it's not like it's um it's not a part-time job. I mean, it is a full-time job with crazy hours. Um and you're making it the happiest place on earth. Right. And if you and that's that's difficult.
0: Um yeah.
1: and they, they do you ever
0: go to the Disney store? Ads. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Do you remember how cheerful some of those people were? I absolutely worked there? Yep. Yeah. It always shocked me. And I, at first I was almost turned off by, I was like, but wait a minute, where am I, what am I walking into here? This is Disney.
1: Yeah. So you have to do this. Yeah. My, our, our D and D buddy and my good friend, Mark yes. managed a Disney store. Okay. Um, A couple actually. And uh, that was. That was it, man. Like you when you're in the Disney store, yeah, they want to make it feel like you're on the Disney property. Yeah. So you're not a customer, you're a guest. Mm. And and that's what it is. And you're not you're not a store clerk, you're um uh you're a cast member and it's front stage, it's backstage. I mean, they're using all the Disney um training, Logo. yeah, training. So and that's when when they started to uh shut down the Disney stores. Uh-huh. That's when that's when he and his wife packed up and they went and got jobs down in Disney World because they're like, Yeah, you work for us. Yeah. You can you can come down and get jobs here. That's what they did. Um and then they moved back up because their kids were up and whatnot. But um but yeah it's that culture, that feeling yes was just gone. And
0: yeah.
1: and people were feeling it. And so that was the I don't know. I look forward to it. I I hope, I hope Chappie can bring it back. Oh, not Chappie. I hope Iger can can bring back that, that magic. Um, My family and I have been vacationing in Orlando uh, for the last couple of years, and it was kind of our first real family vacations. And we were just totally staying clear of Disney one because of the cost, and two, because we knew the magic, which just wasn't there anymore. Yeah. Um, if it's if the magic's back and I hear positive things, I would consider going back to Disney with my, you know, mostly teenage to adult children. So yeah. I have a quick
0: question I want to throw out to the audience that's listening to us right now. How many people got listening to us? Four. Good,
1: good question. <laughs> it's it's fluctuating.
0: All right. What's your question for those of um for those of you that are still listening to us? My sister went um, and did the complete Star Wars experience. Like she spent the money to. I guess immerse herself into the Star Wars world with the hotel and the Starliner. food they got. yeah,
1: what's it called I believe it's called the Starliner are okay, the taking, Starliner. you're taking the the Star Wars cruise. Now, you're not taking a ship into space, but they want you to feel like that. So yes. you go into a yes. windowless hotel and and you're on a spaceship.
0: yes, that's, that's the feel so um, she has some great pictures of her being a sith lord mm-hmm. i thought they were her and her friend claudia so my question to the audience out there is do you guys want to hear what that experience was like do you want me to bring her on and talk and have her talk now i i know a lot of star wars fans i have never met anyone more star wars fanny than um my sister um, I really haven't. Um, now, I think Greg knows the lore more mm. than she does, but she's she's there. Maybe she's yeah. anyway, I, um, if you guys want to if you guys want me to bring her on, please let me know. I will schedule a podcast well, to get her on, and we'll and we'll
1: t- ask her and we'll talk to her about what her experience was i I love our listeners, but I want to have her on because I want to hear about it. okay. i i am I want to maybe, be the asshole and be like, are you nuts? Because it oh, is yeah. super expensive. And, yes. and the thing about it is you're not just stepping into a vacation. You're stepping into a 24 seven role playing experience.
0: Correct. You are right. LARPing. Yes. The whole time you're there. The entire time from what which, I understand.
1: Which would be great for me. I'd have fun with it. No one else in my family is signing up for that
0: um she went by herself or she went with her friend claudia she
1: went with her friend claudia which so i think they make sense
0: yeah like if you and i i'm just saying right now if you and i were to go into some sort of hobbit land or some sort of lord of the rings land where we had to cosplay it or larp it i think you and i could do
1: that i could do it for a short time like eventually i'm i think i'm gonna
0: Oh yeah, that's a
1: good point. Want to like, get on a character like, like as much as you're enjoying D and D, these are not the D and D sessions that I grew up with. I grew up with eight hours of D and D, and by oh that time, God. like, like we would start. I mean, yeah, we we were starting to play at seven p.m. and we were getting done at three or three or four a.m. To the point where you go to sleep and you're having dreams about D and D. Okay, that's play, yeah, play, that's weird. playing your character. So what I what
0: I mean by weird is I don't think you're weird. I the experience that, that would be that, weird.
1: And, and that's yeah. an I mean, larping is an extreme. Like you're in costume. Like can yeah. I walk around there in in a Superman shirt and cargo shorts? I don't know. Like yeah. do they let you do that or do they be um sir, can you come through here? You're not in costume right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. is that Maybe you're be right. The, that's a good question. I don't know. Yeah, I would love to pose these questions. So yeah, me too.
0: Bring her. Like, and I, I wonder if you have to, if you have to, like use, like if you have to leave a place, you have to tell people, "May the force be with you." Like I don't know. Like yeah. that's or yeah, I or didn't know that. is
1: it? No, you can you can hang out in your cargo shorts, but these parts of of your experience are now off limits to you. I get yeah. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So. Yeah. So So that's a big deal for Disney there. A couple things. I watched some movies over the weekend as well, which you can watch. You can check out my reviews on our Letterboxd channel at J-A-T-G underscore podcast. If you go to Letterboxd, check that out. I also posted them on our Twitter account and I think our Instagram. I think they made it up there. One, I watched Disenchanted. And let me tell you, buddy, it is disenchanting. It is not good. I gave one and a half out of five stars. Whoa! It's poor like and i love the first one so they
0: mailed it in huh
1: i'm like enchanted yeah i was signed up for it um a lot of missed opportunity with this one like the storyline is basically uh you're familiar with enchanted i am yeah okay so giselle who is the princess and she stays in new york city fast forward 10 years morgan is now a, a teenager um and Giselle's not having her happy, happily ever after. So then she wishes her life to be more like a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Well, she's a stepmother. So, what is every stepmother in every famous fairy tale? You're the mm. villain. So yeah. then she starts to change things like that happen. Um, uh, uh what's his name? McSteamy. Um, Patrick the, the, Dempsey. P- Patrick Dempsey. Thank you. I want to call him Derek. I knew that wasn't his name. Um, but Patrick. Derek Dempsey, Shepherd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he becomes like the dashing <laughs> prince, like the ho-ho, and he's got a sword and he wants to go around saving people. And he's like barely in the movie. Like, it's one of those things where you're like, you got paid for this? Like, did you did you need to make a car payment or something? Or did you get divorced and needed to, like, pay off your lawyers? Because he phoned it in. Like it's sad. The yeah, only really? r- only good performance, uh Gabrielle, I don't know if it's Balasino or Balacino, but she plays Morgan. Uh played Morgan in the first one, and like now she's a teenager. Every time she's on screen, chews it up, like absolutely okay. steals the scene. So I, I'm interested to see what she does if she goes for more uh more movie work. Okay. So that was like I said, disenchanting is disenchanting. So I okay I would stare that. Skip that one if I were you. Uh, I don't even think Gwen's going to like it. The musical numbers. There's nothing catchy about them. Like, There's not a, a good, fun musical number at all. And that was, Yeah, disappointing. Um, Next one I'm we sorry. watched. Did is on, you say musical? I you lost me. You lost me a musical. You're really going to lose you on this one, but I still think you should watch it. Uh, <laughs> uh, spirited with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds.
0: Oh, no, huh? Uh, no, loved it. Okay, loved I figured it. that would be good.
1: Four stars. Okay, four out of five. It's not the best Christmas movie, but I can see us watching this Christmas time. Like okay. I can, I could see a Will Ferrell movie marathon of Elf and Spirit. Like that, that would be a Sounds double good. Header. Sounds good. The spirit's um, kind of like a Scrooge. It's a, it's else, a, right? another Scrooge kind of retelling. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it, it's the idea that um, the three spirits. Uh, Will Ferrell plays the ghost of Christmas Present. And he's kind of like the director. Like this is, you see the spirit world, and these are all actors, and they're doing research on Ryan Reynolds, and then they're going to piece together. Here's what we're going to show him from the past. Here's what we're going to show him the present. Here's how we're going to save him. Yeah, yeah. And here's and he Ryan Reynolds is considered an an unredeemable is what they
0: are ah, like. okay
1: um so but it's a big like stage production, and they're yes. going to go in and they're going to do all these things. Um, real good like uh will ferrell and ryan reynolds on screen together great back and forth like they're both playing kind of the straight guy Mm -hmm. who who then gets a little silly at times and um yes it is a musical there are musical numbers but the musical numbers really good very well done um you could tell there were times where it's like they're on like a broadway stage and they're just filming the stage show kind of piece yeah um But fantastic choreography the the songs were catchy i really liked it so all right definitely one worth checking out okay sounds good anything else yeah no that's kind of what i had that's Um, it how was your week you said you were sick i
0: mean that's just that's just a daughter daughter i don't know if
1: if you saw but uh jason david frank the green power yeah ranger, passed away wasn't 30,
0: a big fan of power ranger stuff but i did like that guy
1: he was a cool guy He's 49 i met him a couple times at cons and stuff super yeah. friendly um after power rangers he went on to had like an mma career for a little bit nothing oh, gee, big. really okay nothing big but he definitely knew he knew what he was doing like he hey, was a anybody
0: that's like you you choose to go into a octagon and punch yep like that's uh, <laughs> or fight used yeah.
1: used his MMA career also as a ministry uh like he Ooh. was like fighting for Jesus kind of stuff um, okay interesting but then he just really got into the the Comic-Con culture loved the fans loved taking pictures did a couple of the uh Bat in the Sun yes. production company where he uh, was either playing like a martial artist, did some street fighter, um and then like being the green/white slash white ranger. Um, that would be a good guy to get on. Who? Bat in the sun? Bat in the sun guy? Yeah, he be Yeah. He'd be fun. Um yeah. but so he he passed away 49 there's yeah, saying Yeah, it's a shame. Su- it they're saying suicide, which is really too
0: bad. Oh, that's horrible then. So you
1: don't I don't know what kind of demons he was fighting with other than Sounds he, like a lot. No, other than that he sucks. was he was on a kid's show as a teenager so maybe it could be price of fame kind of stuff going it could on. be that you know never really it know. could you know what
0: it, i would i i'm not going to say I, I don't blame him i'm just saying i there's a part of me that could understand this idea of you're something yeah. and then all of a sudden you're you're kind of not and the one minute you're adored by everybody. And the next minute you're adored by like, you know, just a, a comic book collector. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's a different a very, type of.
1: Very niche crowd.
0: Yeah. And you're no longer invited to the parties. You're mm-hmm. no longer, you know what I mean? And so that, that has to be, it's almost like you're a big time sports celebrity. And then 10 years go by and you're not in that sport anymore. And nobody really. You know, they want Nobody you to cares. come by. Yeah, they want you to come by. But it's not only that to me. It's it's the, imagine being a, like, I always thought the hardest part Michael Jordan would have after he retired was the roar of the crowd wouldn't be there anymore. Right. You know, that, that moment when you win the game and everybody, like, the, the crowd erupts because of mm-hmm. what you just did. Like, that type of attention.
1: And I think that's in, when we talk about the attention of it. And the sport, to use the sports analogy, like Michael Jordan can still get a standing yeah. ovation. Here. Yes, absolutely could. Um, but he played a he played a game that's huge mm-hmm. in this country and became an international star. Yes, in terms of in terms of like the Power Rangers, folks. Right. I mean, that's like being a really, really huge in the world of pickleball. I get the, it but just still be, being a very a big deal, niche community. Right. Like but same, same with the professional deal. bowlers. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. You're a huge deal in that community. And people will go nuts when they see you. But for the most part, you can you can do your shopping. Right. Like you can go you can go to places and people might recognize you, they might not, but for the most part, you can you can be a normal guy living a normal life. Yeah. Where I don't know if Michael Jordan could still like he can't go out in Chicago. You're right, you're right. I,
0: I, I wasn't trying to compare both. I was just trying to right. I would kind of like transitioning Mm -hmm. to like the, the problem when an athlete goes away.
1: Yeah. No, that's you rush. That's, that's why Dwayne Johnson says he'll still go back to WWE every once in a while. He's like, it has to be addictive. Yeah. He's like, you don't know what it's like to have like 75,000 people. Right. Absolutely screaming about how much they love you. Well, not only that. Okay.
0: All right. If any of you out there can understand this, you make that one joke. With your friend group and everybody laughs at you that moment you feel right there yeah times thousand. magnify yeah. that by like seventy five thousand people that love you just walking yeah. down getting yeah. into that ring like yeah that has to be a there has to be something that is like a drug can't That's huge follow that there there's you know a mean? guy
1: guy i went to high school with he and his family drove down to chicago this weekend to see the nature boy rick flair at a at a conference or at a at, a,
0: at a con at a
1: at a, at a con yeah. yeah pictures of him signing their stuff and i mean that guy is in his 70s yeah. and just stopped wrestling a couple of years ago because right. because that's addicting yeah
0: i think it's a problem that all the greats face uh brady I think he's
1: going through that. I
0: think he's going through the idea of I don't know what else to do with my life. Yeah, you know, like I don't think he has any idea what else to do. Where I think, like a guy like Drew Brees, who played for twenty years, he's like, no, I think he misses it. I think, I think you wouldn't be human if you didn't miss it. But I think he's like, no, I got my family. I got business. he's got his
1: family, and and he uh, Brees. He did so much for the city of New Orleans. Yes, that like. They're like, oh, you want to do, you just want to work with us now and do stuff around the city? Come here, buddy. Yeah. And they just brought him along. Yeah. New England, no one was doing that to Brady. And they're nope. definitely not doing it in Tampa. No, nope. I mean, like, no one's trying to bring him on. As well, no, that's not true.
0: Worker. That's not true. Uh, he has a lot of business opportunities, f- from what I understand. Not only that, NBC or ABC or once. Oh, that's right. Somebody tried to bring him on as a... as a. No, he has a contract rent? ready to go. The minute he retires, which is insane, he gets like $185 million to sit there and call a game. Yeah, that's crazy. Who knows if he's even good? Yeah. He might be so boring.
1: I stand corrected on
0: that then because, yeah, he's... Yeah, so it's not like he doesn't have money coming Opportunity. in Opportunity? Yeah, but I think it's the 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 competitiveness the and then there's yeah. like the crowd validating your competitiveness and so I just think that's hard for any athlete
1: not, not validating them right now
0: no I don't they're I don't watch know. out they're still in it and they caught fire right. they've won two in a row watch I, out I don't know. Yeah. I've actually it's funny too because I've uh I've only been zeroed in on the Bears so That was a tough loss. I watched the Bears game. Uh, Greg, that's how every game is. I know.
1: I know. But we said we weren't going to do that today, and it is now at the one-hour mark. All right. I I did have more to talk about, but we can push that off a week. So Sounds good.
0: So, um, Greg? have a jolly jolly thanksgiving sir yes and for
1: everybody out there when you're talking with your family just remember to don't be a douche
0: there you go so for the greg this is johnny saying thank you very much for listening have a good week get stuffed america take care